for Wavemakers comes from listeners like you and the Tampa Bay Times. The Pulitzer Prize-winning newspaper is available around the Tampa Bay area and online at tampabay.com. Thanks to the Tampa Bay Times for their support. Good morning and welcome to Wavemakers, the fall fundraiser edition. We'll be here for the next hour. We've got a goal of $1,800 on Wavemakers. So um, if you are a supporter of Wavemakers, you're a supporter of the station, give us a call, 813-239-9663. Or you can go to WMNF.org and make a donation to Wavemakers with Janet and Tom. We're a, a weekly conversation with people making a difference in the Tampa Bay region region she's janet and i'm tom that's right that's exactly what what's so, going on here and we have sean sean, sean in the house with us? with us as well yeah we're we need to raise eighteen hundred dollars this hour we did get some donations before the show even started but we still have a long way to go and we can make it with your help because i think that there's people out there who really support wave makers think that the, the interviews that janet and tom do every week every wednesday sorry tuesday at 11 are a valuable asset in this community and that it's worth supporting so if you agree Give us a call right now, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. And I see, Sean, you're wearing one of those fancy new Wavemakers pins. I am. If you would like a Wavemaker pin, you can get that for a $35 donation. Just give us a call, 813-239-9663. And what we do, as I said earlier, we... we focus on people making a difference in the Tampa Bay region. When we developed, on, came up with the concept for this show, we wanted to feature nonprofits, people who are working hard to bring about change rather than spending a lot of time just complaining. Um, and there's a lot of, of stuff going on in the world that we are not crazy about. You can talk about it all you want, but we want to know what are people doing to try to make the world a better place? So we've had um, a lot of different folks on, people who are out there protecting the springs, who are protecting seagrass, um, people who are focused on affordable housing. Um, and recycling. And recycling. We did a whole show on recycling. It was very fascinating. It actually changed the way Tom and I recycle ourselves. We learned a lot by doing that show. Um, and we've, we're going to play some clips for you of um, different shows that we, um, folks that we've had on the show. But first, I want to thank a couple people. We've got um, Leela. We want to thank Leela for her um, $44 donation. And she got a WMNF window cling um, and for her as a thank you gift. Uh, and she says, I've enjoyed the radio and the programs you have. Since we don't have a newspaper, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's good to have a community conversation that you can p participate in. And that is true. And Tom and I both um, come from the news industry. We were both um, newspaper reporters at the Tampa Bay Times. We met the, at the Tampa Tribune yep, many years ago. 30-some years ago. We worked together there and at the St. Pete Times. Um, and that... For sure, that is a, a huge gap that all the public affairs programs here at WMNF fill by giving you more local news um, because the news landscape is indeed shrinking here in the Tampa Bay area. Well, we and do want to thank the Tampa Bay Times for being a sponsor of yes. this program. It says a lot that they have chosen our uh, program and support. That, apparently we were not bad employees because they're actually <laughs> still supporting us. So. <laughs> we left on good terms. We both left on good terms. Um, we've got another, uh, we have an anonymous donor that we want to um, uh, 
uh, thank a hundred dollar um, donation joining the circle of friends that's great circle of friends is a great way to join it's you can join for just five dollars a month ten dollars a month twelve dollars a month and that's just a way to just maintain your commitment to the station. That's a really nice way to participate and give to the station if you join Circle of Friends. If you're already a Circle of Friends member, you can increase your Circle of Friends donation or you can be a Circle of Friends a member and still donate to an individual show. That's what I do. I'm a Circle of Friends member, but I also will donate to um, some of my favorite shows. It's a set it and forget it situation. I get a notification every month that uh, I've, I've donated this again to WMNF, and uh, it actually gives me a good feeling that I'm helping the station not only with my time here doing this show, but also with my my financial support. And if you're waiting for somebody else to pick up the phone and make that donation, don't wait. You be the one. You get this going. We have some uh, thank yous for people. We do want to uh, thank our folks who have contributed in advance of this moment. Uh, but if you're waiting for others, please don't wait. Go ahead and call 813-239-9663 right now. And we've got, um, ooh, this is a nice one, Karen. First name only, Karen. $500. $500. Thank you, Karen. That helps us get much closer to our goal of $1,800. And she's taking a wheat eco-tumbler um, for her $500. We do have lots of uh, thank you gifts for those who uh, are generous supporters for Wave Makers. And we have two gifts this week show that are just for Wavemakers fans. Uh, one of them is a two-volume set of, of two-volume book of photographs, historic photographs in the Burgett Brothers collection um, that Chip Wiener put together and then found the locations and took the, an updated photo of each photo that he found in the Burgett Brothers collection. So it's a really interesting uh, juxtaposition of the past and the present, and he includes really interesting historical information about those locations that will help yeah. you understand how the city has uh, grown it's and evolved and changed, and you can have that for a $250 pledge. It is very cool, a really cool book. Hundreds it's and hundreds of hundreds photos. Hundreds of photos, and it's a, a great history, a great way to um, learn the history of Tampa. And Chip is a, uh, is a wave maker. We had him on September 19th to talk about this book, why he did it, and what he's really trying to do, he's trying to preserve the past through photos. And so if you are interested in Tampa history, if you like great photos, please consider a $250 donation, and you can get this two-volume set. Sean, you got someone there to thank? Yeah, this donation came in at the end of Tuesday Cafe, so mm -hmm. I wanted to thank Lori Carpe from Tampa with a $200 donation, and Lori says that she appreciates my our efforts and thanks for keeping us informed. And so thank you, Lori. Love you right back and appreciate that donation. So thank you to, to Lori for donating during Tuesday Cafe. Now it's your turn to donate during uh, Wave Makers. It's a great show. They have great thank you gifts. Then they're already getting support right before the show. So now we need to hear the first person who's calling in during the show that's supporting Wave Makers. Here's the number to call, 813-239-9663. You can also donate on our brand newly, newly redesigned website, WMNF.org. Let's take a minute now and, and listen to a clip from a show we had on Gary Marmino, who is um, a, a Florida historian, a really incredible guy. He talked to us a little bit about how he had been uninvited from talking about um, uh, 
African American history. He was supposed to be uh, doing a, teaching teachers about African Americans in World War II, and he was uninvited um, by the Board of Education to uh, teach that uh, class because they were concerned, I, I guess, perhaps that it was going to be um, critical race theory or something well, like that. So it's a mystery because they it's wouldn't a mystery explain. because they wouldn't actually say. But let's listen to what um, Gary had to say. What's crazy, really, about all of this is that we're even talking about it with all the problems in Florida today. Mm -hmm. I mean, climate change, a hurricane hitting Lee County again. Uh, there's no answer to the insurance crisis. Mm -hmm. Affordable housing. Affordable housing. And we're talking about what you can and can't teach in black history. This is, this is nuts. But it's also important. I do want to get back to something you said. You said history is complicated. And um, I want you to talk about that because, to me, history is fact. So there was, there was a fact. We had slavery. There was a civil war. And... And then they were, and they, 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 were, they had slavery and horrible conditions. There was a civil war, and they were the South lost, and and you know the slaves were were freed or whatever it is. I mean, the facts are the facts. Why? What but, makes history complicated? Because historians are always exposed to new trends, new ideas. So think about this: if we were having, if radio had been invented. Well, we did have radio in the 1930s, if, but if we were having this conversation in the 1930s, the overarching narrative of the Civil War in the South was the lost cause. Mm -hmm. You know, we lost, but it was ennobling loss. We, we stood for right, we stood for states' rights, mm -hmm. and uh, African Americans, Negroes would have been the term at best, were better under slavery than they are now. Or they're, they're better in slavery than they would have been in, if they had been left to, the, to freedom in Africa. The yes. well, they, you know, they were better off. Yes. It's funny that you say that, though, Axel. So part of it is the interpretation. is what. So Tom and I, I grew up in Ohio. Tom was Virginia. Virginia. And we had very, learned very different things about the Civil War. So you know, slavery learned, was not uh, the cause of the Civil War, Gary. It was states' rights. That's, that's what Tom right. learned. That was, uh, but in the, I the 60s, learned in Ohio learned. about Harriet Tubman. We read about Frederick Douglass. Ulysses so, S. Grant. So we, we <laughs> were very, it was a very different educational experience for me compared to what it was for Tom growing up in a, in a southern state. I, I was a grad student at the University of North Carolina. I'm from Illinois. In the early 1970s, just at the moment when black history was was emerging as as a field, and I remember the controversy at the university of students students' grandparents complaining we had slaves and those slaves were grateful and and so this is not a new argument. This is an argument that's been raging for. Uh, far more than a half century. The uh, an, another thing that's happening um, around the the state of Florida is that um, museums and, and such and historic sites are updating their um, their exhibits. Yeah. So, for example, there's this Jimenez Facio House in St. Augustine that was a boarding house and for years and years and years you could go you could go there and tour it and it was all about all the the white people that stayed there. And they just a couple years ago expanded the exhibit to actually include the stories of the 
servants and slaves who worked there, who were even the, the servants and slaves who traveled with the people who stayed in the boarding house and had to sleep in the attic with the, the house slaves and house servants with the luggage. So there's a whole other um, hidden story that hasn't been told in the past that now is starting to be told. And, and beginning in the 60s, in the teaching of history, and the, particularly young graduate students, were attracted to the other half. You know, and that's when I was a young grad student, I began studying Italian immigrants, in part to answer questions about my family. But in part, God, these were the, the most degraded people I ever knew, mm-hmm. were these working. So this is part of that struggle in history. And an interesting sidebar there is particularly to the debate that's going on. I think history should also make students uncomfortable at times. Mm-hmm. That, that America has not always been on the side of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, slavery is merely one example there. The Japanese internment now, camps. Now, that is historian um, Gary Marmino appearing on Wavemakers with us and talking about his experience um, with trying to teach... Um, African-American history in Florida and the challenges that that poses. So we've been talking to you a little bit about um, some special gifts that we have um, for a a donation to the Wavemaker Show, the book of photographs from Chip Wiener for $250. It's actually a two-volume book, 900 pages, incredible photographs, 813-239-9663 if you would like that. Um, But we also have um, another... um, a special thank you gift if you make a $750 contribution yes, to and, Wavemakers. Yes, and Chip Wiener has donated uh, that two-volume set. So we want to thank Chip for that donation, and we would like to thank you in advance because I know there's someone out there who wants to buy that. But also we have a very special uh, thank you um, that has been donated by uh, one of our friends and fans of uh, Wavemakers, Chris Sherman, the former a food critic for the St. Pete Times and Florida Trend. And Chris, we think you have we have you on the line. Are you there? Yes, indeed. All right. Thanks, Chris. So this this poster, it's a vintage framed Doonesbury poster from the Americans for Democratic Action's other inaugural held in 1985 to mark Ronald Reagan's reelection. And um, <clears throat> there were 700 people who uh, turned out for that event, uh, according to the Washington Post's uh, account from the next day, um, and uh, the poster is mentioned in this article. Uh, Trudeau had designed it especially for the event, showing Zonker Harris in tails, dancing alone, but with a smile on his face. So, Chris, how did you end up with this poster? Well, it's an honor to follow Gary Mormino, and in fact, I got this from one of Gary's Ah. Gary Tomlin, who is otherwise best known as uh, an outdoor sports writer. But Gary also was a uh, longtime student of Florida history under Gary. Um, And Gary told me that the poster came from his sister. His sister was Susan Sarandon, who was uh, 
an activist at that time. Still, She's still an activist. Yeah. Right. And still an activist. Um, and I would guess that Susan went to that event. It was, uh, it was a really symbolic thing for the ADA. Uh, Walter Mondale had been just walloped by Reagan in the 1984 election. Reagan got 58.8% of the popular vote that year. Right. But he took, but Mondale only took the uh, state of Minnesota and maybe the district of yep. Columbia. Yep, that's it, just those two. So this poster was purchased by Susan Sarandon, given to Terry Tomlin, the out, late great the Terry, late, Tomlin, great Terry the Tomlin, outdoor writer for the St. Pete Times, then given to Chris Sherman, then given to us, and it can be yours. It can be yours for a donation of $750. If you look this up online, you'll see this is a very rare and vintage Poster. What should you Google if you want to look it up online? Well, you can Google uh, the uh, name of the event, which was the Other Inaugural. So Americans for Democratic Actions Other Inaugural, held in 1985. And you can also see the poster if you go to wmnf.org slash wavemakers. We have placed a photo of the poster on that page so you can take a look at it and decide how quickly you're going to pick up the phone and pay, pledge $750 for that. It would go a great way, great, f long way to help, help us, us reach our goal, reach our $1,800. Goal. And it is a really cool poster. And it's framed and everything. It's in pristine condition. And Chris Sherman, who's on the phone with us, Chris himself is a wave maker, longtime uh, food writer for Florida Trend, for the St. Pete Times. And also writing books now. What? Um, tell us some of the stuff that you've written. You, you've written food books about food about establishments, restaurants, restaurants yeah. and um, the, Colu the, the, the Columbia. Uh, no, you wrote the Burns book, the right? The Burns book, Bella's. Uh, yeah. uh, I did the Burns book with uh, David and Christina Laxner. I did the... Uh, uh, St. Pete Museum, Food and Art Museum, Food and Art Cookbook, Mazzaro's. Mazzaro's. And um, most recently, Gary Wisnowski's uh, story of Wish Farms and what's coming out soon will be a book we did with... Uh, the Casper family on uh, the Oxford Exchange. Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. That's very interesting. Um, and we had Gary on the show. Um, it was the, last year. Last yep. year, um, and maybe we'll be able to have Blake Casper on the show to talk about um, the Oxford Exchange when that book comes out. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for calling, and thanks for making that donation um, to Wave Makers. Um, uh, appreciate you calling in and and good luck we want to hear more about that oxford so exchange book call 813-239-9663 and pledge 750 dollars. and this framed poster once owned by susan Strandon, can be yours it can be hanging in your living room
right now. 813-239-9663 to make that donation, or you can go to WMNF.org. We have someone else to thank. This is anonymous. We've got a pledge for $100. They've accepted take a no premium. Um, they have a comment. Love what you do on Wavemakers. Keep up the good work. We will keep up the good work. Thank you. But we need you. We need you to pick up the phone right now and go to 813, call 813-239-9663 and make that pledge. We've got people back in the phone room. They've got nothing to do but eat cookies right now. The phone is not ringing. So 813-239-9663. we got to reach that goal, $1,800 for Wavemakers. A light flashes in our studio when the phone rings, so please make that light flash. I want... So many flashing lights that I have an epileptic seizure. That's what I'm looking for right now if, <laughs> from the if, flashing lights. And if 750 is a little too rich for your blood, uh, consider a $35 donation. And you can show your support by Wavemakers by asking for one of our uh, pins, Wavemakers Show pins. Um, also, for a $100 donation, you can get uh, a pair of tickets to Dirty Honey with Austin Mead at the Ritz Ebor October. October 29th. And for a $45 donation, something that interests me greatly is Know Your Enemy, a tribute to Rage Against the Machine at the Crowbar on December 3rd. That's for a $45 donation. Know Your Enemy. And of course, um, I feel like WMNF assists with that. One of the things that we do is um, talk about the challenges that we have um, on our public affairs program. We have lots of great public affairs programming where you can get all kinds of um, uh, great information, local information. Midpoint um, on on Wednesdays is a great show with Shelly Reebok. Um, she does talks about really national issues with a with a local twist. A really really smart program. Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan, also a great show. The Skinny on Fridays. An amazing program with some incredible journalists, Ray Roa from uh, Creative Loafing and uh, Mitch Perry from The Phoenix and Ben Montgomery, an, an amazing writer who used to be with Axios and was let go actually for challenging the, the DeSantis administration's um, communications operation. Um, but if you support public affairs programming on WNF, Give us a call, 813-239-9663, and make that donation, or go to WMNF.org. We try to bring in a variety of uh, guests to talk about uh, the things that they're doing in the community to make it better. Last week, for instance, we had Alex Harrison, who talked about uh, the 11 years he has spent on the Arts Conservatory for Teens, trying to use uh, the arts to help catalyze teens into graduating, they have a hundred percent graduation. An amazing rate. inspirational show. Amazing information. I say that about the show, but it's him. He was Alex Harris. Is an yes, amazing inspirational incredible. man. Yeah, and it was a, just and a great a, a singer. Too. Thrill to have him in in the studio with the us. The week before that, we had Pinellas County Commissioner Charlie Justice on talking about uh, how if the Rays uh, ballpark proposal should be funded. And also about beach erosion. And one, as Tom mentioned, we had Pinellas County Commissioner Charlie Justice on the show. One of the great things about these public affairs programs, all the public affairs programs on WMNF, Sean's show, Shelley's show, our show, um, is that you get to speak directly to lawmakers. Where else do you get to do that? 
that we'll have, you'll have a county commissioner, a city council member, a, a, a U.S. representative, Kathy Castor. Representative Kathy Castor has been on several shows on WMNF. And we open the phone lines and you can pose a question directly to the people who are making those decisions in our state and in our community. One person that we had on um, um, was uh, Bill Carlson, Tampa City Council member Bill Carlson, who was challenging the mayor's proposal to raise taxes um, significantly. We had him on our show the morning the city council was going to vote that evening on whether to increase property taxes by a full mill, as the mayor insisted, or try to not raise taxes and balance the budget. And they managed to balance the budget and increase spending on affordable housing and road paving without increasing taxes. But that was just a few hours after our show. And we're going to listen to a little uh, clip of a conversation that we had with Bill that day where he talked about community redevelopment areas, which are um, zones, districts in the city of Tampa, where all the um, property tax increases that are collected go back to the area and not in the general fund. I think we have Sean wants to say something first. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, I do want to just call urgency to the fact that we really could use your phone calls right now, 813-239-9663. You can make a donation at WMNF.org. Support the great work that Tom and Janet do every single Tuesday at 11 here on Wavemakers. It's a great show. We have one thank you gift that we can offer you that we haven't mentioned yet during this hour. If you donate $50 to WMNF, we can give you a $25 gift card to Florida Avenue Brewing. So you can get $25 of gear of beer with your $50 donation to WMNF. And the Tampa Tap Room of Florida Avenue Brewing is located at 4315 North Florida Avenue in Tampa. So um, support local breweries and support WMNF with your $50 donation to get that $25 gift card. Gift it's card. A, yeah, terrific brewery owned by Joe Redner. Many people don't know that, but the great Joe Redner is uh, actually the primary owner of that brewery. Who would be a good wave maker? To he, would, he is a wave maker. He's, he's uh, been a long time wave maker. We'll get, we'll get him on the show. We will. Let's take a moment and listen to this wave maker, though. This is um, Bill Carlson um, uh, talking about uh, the community redevelopment areas in the city of Tampa. Call now. The current estimates are. Um, the Channel District CRA is going to generate about $12 million and the downtown one's going to generate something like $31 million a year. Um, so together, close to $45 million a year. Think again that their road repair budget is, Stephanie said, $4.1 or $5 million a year. Parks repair budget is about $5 million a year. So we've got $45 million, nine times that, stuck in downtown and Channel District. And so, it can only be spent in those two neighborhoods. Yeah. And, and yeah. when they were created, the idea was to promote development in the Channel District and downtown. And that has happened. And so what we can do is say those were a success, uh, but now that money is needed somewhere else in the city. I spoke to a group recently. I said, I said, how many of you think that that money, that $30 million a year would be better spent in Sulphur Springs or East Tampa? And everybody fought that. There are area, even in South Tampa, there are parks falling apart. There are places where we need sidewalks so kids can get safely to and from schools. And we're not spending money on them because we can only spend that money in downtown and Channel East Tampa, West Tampa, the other places where we have CRA districts, we need to keep them because uh, we do need to improve those communities. But in the places where they worked and we don't need them anymore, we need to put a cap on them. We could move in the short term uh, 10 or $15 million a year. In the longer term, $60 million or more a year 
think about the whole Water Street project in downtown Tampa. All of that is stuck in a downtown CRA. So the city of Tampa is not benefiting from that at all. We can't use any of that money in the future, billions of dollars investment. We can't use any of that tax to help fix sidewalks or roads anywhere else in the city. We can't afford, we can't use it to spend on affordable housing anywhere else in the city. Can let's talk a little bit more about transportation since you're you're bringing that up and you're talking about sidewalks and we do have an email on that topic. Um, let's start with the email. Um, this is from Tim and he says the administration was recently promoting the tax increase for sidewalks. What is the current status? of the um, sidewalk in Luffy. It was missing from the 300-page list of fees provided by the staff in response to the council's inquiry. Um, has it been adjusted to the $75 per linear foot that Vic says it actually costs the city? Okay, so this is a very insidery uh, um, email, but what basically the builders are required to build sidewalks and if they don't build a sidewalk on new construction then they're supposed to pay into a fund so that the city can put in the sidewalks um, themselves and the fee has I forget what it is it's maybe 20 some dollars 40 dollars a linear foot but it really costs the city about 75 dollars a linear foot to put in the fee so the sidewalk so the fee does not match um, what the actual cost is Bill, what's the status of that in Luffy? That has not been changed. It still is Seven, at what it's which been Which has at. been two or three years since they, they changed the code and said they were going to. Stephanie, my, Stephanie follows all the things. She'll be my cheap sheet here. But I understood that we, we passed that a couple years ago to go to 75. I was trying to make it 150 because it, because 75 does not even include all the built-in costs of the city. No, it definitely wasn't. It, it was never it was never changed. It was never changed. It was something that, that was going to come. We were The plan was to come back on that. And I I'm on the board of Walk Bike Tampa. That was something that Walk Bike Tampa advocated for was amending the code, adjusting the code so that builders would actually have to build sidewalks. And in the rare cases where they couldn't, if, for example, there's a utility in the way or a grand tree, then they would um, have to pay into a fund so that the city could build those sidewalks. So we need to, I don't know how that dropped through the cracks, but um, that we need to put that back on the agenda. It definitely should go forward. But the administration grabbed this idea. One of the things I campaigned on four years ago was building sidewalks uh, to schools and they, the administration grabbed that and called it crosswalks to classrooms and then they virtually did nothing on it. They didn't increase the budget. They didn't build any of these. And so we, it, and, and their excuse is money, but in the same time, they're spending frivolous amounts of money on office buildings. We could have built uh, lots of miles of sidewalks and crosswalks have we not that is tampa city council member um bill carlson um talking about uh trying to uh balance the city budget invest in all the important things that we need to invest in in the city without having to do a major tax increase at a time when many people are struggling just to put food on their table we do have someone calling 813-239-9663 maybe they are calling to uh, get the uh, cozy gift pack, which is a perfect thing to think about on this chill morning with an Aztec soup bowl, a blanket, and an artist edition t-shirt. That's yours for a one-time donation of $325 or $27 um, a month circle of friends donation. But we are only about halfway toward our $1,800 goal, and we really need some help here so we can keep this show going. And I don't know, Jana, maybe the $750 is just too too much for our listeners. We're asking $750. For the you, Gary Trudeau for poster. For the Gary Trudeau poster. This that is was a, owned by Susan Sarandon. Once owned by Susan Sarandon and the late, great Terry Tomlin and Chris Sherman, who has donated it to Wavemakers. And uh, this is a vintage poster. It's almost 40 years old. It's in pristine condition. It's framed. 
It was created by Gary Trudeau, particularly for the Americans for Democratic Action, other inaugural Dare to be Different. Which An was held inauguration party that was held rather January twenty first, nineteen eighty five, Ronald Reagan's inauguration. Right, um, and it was held at the Wax Museum, which, by the way, was apparently Washington's biggest uh, nightclub at the time. Not, not an actual, Madame Tussauds. Not Madame Tussauds, but instead of seven hundred fifty dollars, uh, we're just going to cut the price five hundred dollars, and that vintage poster can be yours, and you will have the satisfaction of helping us get this is so close to our goal. Please call eight one three. Two three nine nine six six three. If you can reach deep, five hundred dollars. You're gonna love having this. This is a this is a piece of history. We love history here at WaveMakers because history informs the present, and this reminds people of that time when Ronald Reagan was reelected. It was the it was the largest. It was the last time any candidate won the popular vote by double digits, and it was the it was, the, I think, the, the, the most electoral votes a Republican presidential candidate ever gotten. So this and is an historic uh, piece of history. And we have had quite a few um, historians on our show. We, that's one, uh, something that we focus on. We've had Fred Hearns, who talked about Tampa's um, African-American history. We had on Gary Mormino. We heard from him a little bit earlier. Chip Weiner, um, is talking. his book is about the history of Tampa. That also is available to you for a $250 donation. And you already heard a clip from Gary Mormino talking about how he was uninvited from a talk that he was going to give on the history of African-Americans during World War II. Um, and we also had on um, Andy Hughes and Jeff Houck talking about the history of the Cuban sandwich. So that's another um, history In August uh, we story had that we've done. Eric Deggins, the TV critic for NPR. He was the first TV critic in NPR's history. And he came on our show to talk about how the media is still wielding dangerous words to divide us. Um, we've got someone to thank. We want to thank right now Suzanne House. Suzanne House um, with a uh, uh, a $26.25 donation. So that's a $25 donation plus covering the um, cost of the processing. Suzanne House, she is an amazing volunteer here at WMNF. Thank you, Suzanne House, for that donation. We appreciate it. She and I were here together yesterday answering phones on Blanny Whalen's show. A great um, Monday afternoon. It's the Music Monday on at 1 o'clock. One of um, the great music shows on WMNF. But Suzanne House, also an amazing WMNF volunteer. We are volunteer Powered. Um, we've got a, a great staff, incredible staff right now. Just so much great energy here. But it's here. a small staff. But it's a small staff. We and are lean and mean here. We spend your money wisely. And so give us a call if you, you support WMNF, if you love WMNF and you want to keep us on the air, 813-239-9663. of our operating funds come from people like you who call, who go to WMNF.org and make a donation. And the, the, the part of the mission that Jen and I have committed to we love the music, of course. I've been the fan of the music shows here from the time I moved to Tampa in 1980. Um, radio is, was a wasteland, still is, but WMNF is a, a, a very bright spot in that wasteland. And one of the th reasons we're involved in the station is because of our experience in uh, news, 
We both work for the two major daily newspapers here, and we don't even have a daily newspaper here. No. It's the largest media market in the country without a daily newspaper. Well, we don't have a because, printed daily well, newspaper. Well, that's, you know, daily newspaper means printed. Um, and of course, the Times does a, a good job online, and they do print twice a week. Um, but we are trying to fill the gap as best we can in our own small way, trying to get information out to the public about people who are making a difference in the community. And one person who's made a huge difference in our community is Yvette Lewis, who is the president of the Hillsborough chapter of the NAACP. She's also a WMNF board member. Um, she's been on the show a couple times. We had her on um, a couple months ago, and she talked to us about how Florida is a dangerous place for black people, for um, LGBTQ people. Um, she's uh, super um, passionate. Um, one of my favorite guests when we have her on the show. Let's listen uh, a little bit to what Yvette had to say. What we are doing is sounding the alarm here in the state of Florida. So um, our state conference talked about a travel advisory and we took it to the national and the national came out and said, hey, there is too much going on in the state of Florida and we need to advise people of their rights before they come. So that's why our national came out and stand and took a stand against what is going on. And so we issued a travel advisory. But this whole woke ideology that Governor DeSantis is putting out there, it, he contradicts himself a whole lot. Because you also know that they put in the Parents' Bill of Rights. So if you pass a law about the Parents' Bill of Rights... And if I go to the schools and say, hey, I want my child to learn African-American history, but I don't have no rights. Those rights are only one way, I guess. Yeah. So and is that a right or a wrong? Yeah. Okay. And so uh, I know one of the things that the uh, NAACP is doing right now is uh, organizing a statewide 15-city bus tour mm -hmm. called the Stay Woke Tour. Yeah. 15 cities, and it's coming to Tampa today. That is correct. Tell us about the event that people could attend. So it's called the, uh, the John Lewis Make Good Trouble bus tour. And that's what we want to people to come out and let their voices be heard and get a strong education component when it comes to what's going on here in the state of Florida to hear what the people are saying and what they're and how we can galvanize and organize and mobilize each other to counteract and overcome all the restraints that this governor is putting on us. So this bus tour is coming to Tampa today at six o'clock. It'll be at Cyrus Green Park and that's 2101 East Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard. Right down the street from this station. That is correct. And so we have three buses coming here. And we have um, some dynamic attorneys, civil rights attorneys that are going to be on those buses. And they're going to present a lot of information. And we want people to let our, we want everyone to see 
what we're experiencing here in the state of Florida. So, yeah, this this bus tour is going from Jacksonville, Tallahassee, mm-hmm. Gainesville, Ocala, Leesburg, Orlando, already done all of those cities Yeah, here in Tampa tonight, and then headed down to Sarasota and south, and then back up to St. Augustine. So a huge circle around the state, hitting every major city in the state. That is correct. And so we are welcoming everybody to come out and be a part of this and understand what is happening because if we don't show the rest of the United States on what we are experiencing and what we're enduring and the hardship that this man has inflicted upon this state, we need to show them what we are doing. So, and hopefully he won't be the next president, you know, so we can understand some of these votes. So, but we want to encourage everyone definitely to come out. It starts at six o'clock. We are having, um, like I say, uh, education, how to do voter registration, um, what to do about voter registration. They've put so many restrictions on it. But you know what? We have to keep going and keep and press through all the stuff that he has endured. I want to read it. So that is uh, Yvette Lewis, the um, president of the Hillsborough chapter, chapter of the NAACP. She was on Wavemakers back in June um, talking about the Good Trouble bus tour that was coming to Florida in response to um, the, the fear that black people felt about being in Florida because of some of the decisions that have been made uh, by our uh, folks in Tallahassee. Yeah, that was telling everybody to stay woke. And as you can tell from her uh, comments, she's woke. And uh, this may be the state where woke goes to die, but uh, I think Yvette is trying to keep us all awake. Yes, nobody told Yvette that it was. Nobody told Yvette, <laughs> right. Um, we've got a couple people to thank. Leslie Farrell made Thanks, a donation Leslie. of $200. Oh, thank um, you, And Leslie. she took um, the uh, blanket, which is a nice thing to think about right now in this nice, brisk morning weather that we're having here in Florida. She says, Janet and Tom are great. We really need this. And Sean. Sean is in oh, here with us now. You. So um, thanks, Leslie, for that. We believe that, too. We are very grateful to Sean, Tom, and I for giving us the opportunity um, to be on this show. And he does a great job with managing all of the public affairs shows and bringing us together and making sure that there's a wide variety of voices and topics um, and a an excellent focus on local and state news that you won't get anywhere Sean else. Sean Show has been doing a really great job of keeping us focused on New College and the stakes that are going on there. He's had r- n- numerous interviews on that subject, and I don't think we can talk enough about that. And the um, Warm Springs in, in Northport, Florida. Mm-hmm. Sean's had talked a lot about that, which is a super cool old park um, with uh, these the only warm mineral springs in the state of Florida where people come from all over the world to seek out the healing powers of that that water and it's been targeted for development. So um, a regional focus that's um, beyond the borders, far beyond the borders of Hillsborough County, but something that re- that really matters. Well, the state of our state of our springs is, is, is so crucial and we had uh, some leaders of the Florida Springs Council on Wavemakers back in June talking about the threats, but not just the threats, but also talking about what they are doing 
to try to restore and save the springs we have because sometimes it feels like there is so much going on, so much bad news, and you feel like things are never going to get better. But one of the things that Jana and I have learned over the years is there are a lot of people out there who are doing things, trying to make a difference, but they don't always get the attention because you know what gets the clicks and the views is the bad news. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they don't do stories when planes land safely. You know, that's just the way it is. There'll be a lot of stories. There'll be a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to Suzanne House for another donation, $35. She says, um, you always have the greatest shows. Thank you with an all caps. Thank you, Thank Suzanne, you, Suzanne. in all caps with many exclamation points. Give her we really a appreciate it. 813-239-9663 is the number to call in to support Wavemakers. Give us a call. I don't think we've made the goal yet. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're a little bit short, but we might make it there with your help. Give us a call right now. 813-239-9663. You can donate on the web at WMNF.org. And, and one of the special uh, gifts, thank you gifts that we have just for listeners of this show is a two-volume set of historic photos paired with current photos taken at the same site uh, by Chip Wiener, uh, who was on our show just a few weeks ago talking about this uh, project of his. And um, he's actually also a, a psychologist by trade, uh, but what he does in his spare time is try to preserve Tampa history uh, through photographs. And yeah, that we, can be it, yours for $250. We had pledge. him on the show the last five minutes of the show. Tom and I got a little bit of marriage counseling. It was it was wonderful. He, he was very positive. He, he was very positive that, about yeah. us. But um, what, one thing that was really cool about that book is that there are many things that are cool about it, but there's actually a, a photo in there that was taken just like two blocks from my house, our house. So that was pretty cool to see what that street looked like 50 years ago or 50 years ago, because our house had, had already been built at that point, but it was Dale Mabry, around the corner of Dale Mabry and Bay to Bay, a very, very different looking place than it is now just 50 years later. Uh, one of the things about that book is that, I mean, you, you do kind of get sad at some of the historic uh, buildings that have been torn down, but it's also encouraging how many have been saved and how many there are still to be saved. And uh, that book can be had for yours for $250. We want to thank Chip for donating that to WMNF. Uh, it's a fantastic book, and, uh, you know, I'm, it, you could spend literally days going through that. There's so many wonderful photos, and the text is – he has gone through and he has corrected some misinformation that he found in the libraries because, you know, sometimes the information – you know, isn't always accurate, and he went back and, and double-checked on some of that. Oh, Tom, I just got a very oh, exciting... What do we get? Goldenrod sheet here. Anonymous. Yes. Anonymous has made a $750 oh. donation and taken that Doonesbury poster. So ding, 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 ding. From Susan Sarandon to the hands of Anonymous, there it goes. There you that go. That is less, much less than six degrees of separation from Susan Sarandon, who is, uh, you know, the kind of activist that I think, if she lived in Tampa, she'd be listening to WS. MNF. Oh, I'm sure she would. She'd be donating to WMNF just like you should and just like our anonymous supporter who just pledged $750 for this fantastic vintage poster created by uh, Doonesbury uh, for this special event, the Americans for Democratic Action. We want to thank uh, that generous 
donor. And we also want to thank Blanny for the donation of $50. She says, um, uh, I love, love, love wave makers. I always learn so much. Tom and Janet are wonderful. And she is taking the Florida Avenue um, Brewing gift certificate. Thanks, so- Blanny. I was answering phones yesterday, taking contributions from folks who love Blanny's show. And I know Blanny's show is relatively new. She had to have, she had to ask for money. The last fun drive only After having, having done one, one show. show. And then she blew past her goal yesterday. Yep. Well deserved. Help she us says, blow past our goal. She learns on our show, and I just want to say every single time I listen to Blanny's show, I add stuff to my playlist. Great songs. I've learned so about so much great music from her. We have someone else to thank, Jane Gibbons. Thank you, Jane. Jane. She made a pledge of um, $210, and she took the um, long-sleeve hooded T-shirt. Um, and she says, Janet and Tom, thank you for bringing us local news that never gets covered. I love your dedication to making the Tampa Bay area a better place for all of us to live in. And I want to say Jane and her husband Gary also um, are people who make a really big difference in our community. They oh, are they are longtime wave makers. And uh, WMNF activists and supporters, they're terrific. Um, we've got um, just about eight minutes left. So um, we, we're really hoping that we make our goal of $1,800. If you had not picked up the phone and made a donation to Wavemakers, if you listen on a regular basis and you love us, please call 813-239-9663 or go to WMNF.org or call and donate to another show. And every penny that we get for every show that we get benefits us all. Let's take a minute, though, and um, spend a little bit of time listening to a guest that we had on our show, Tom Reese, who um, used to work for the Southwest Florida Water Management District, and now in his retirement is working really hard to protect seagrass in our waters and received, what, like a $4 million grant? Yes, from the state from the legislature. State of- Another example of somebody who didn't just stand back and go, oh, too bad about the seagrass. Wish somebody would do something. He's actually doing something. Let's hear from Tom. Manatees, and everybody loves manatees. They're, they're, they're endangered and they're lovable and they're the state mammal. Uh, but there's a lot of other reasons to restore seagrass, right? Why else is seagrass important to uh, our estuaries? Yeah, Tom, because obviously the manatees, that's their main food source. But seagrass itself provides incredible habitat for shrimp and fish. Just the structure of the seagrass gives areas for juvenile fish to hide from their predators. And they also help stabilize the bottom. If there are big ship wakes or wakes coming by, it has a tendency to resuspend the sediments. Not where there's seagrass, right? That holds everything in place. So it helps keep the water clean. Precise besides all the um, benefits it does for fish and, and shrimp, et cetera. And so where'd you get the idea to ask the legislature for $5 million, or did you ask them for more than that, and they gave you five? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that, oh, I'm, I'm sitting around thinking, how can I do something? Let me go get millions of dollars from the legislature. How did that happen? Well, first of all, that number is not just an arbitrary number. We know what it costs to plant an acre of seagrass, and we wanted to do as many as we could, so we backed into it. 100 acres. If we could do 100 acres statewide, that's going to be beneficial. So that's how the, the dollar figure came out. And so we just approached the state legislators, both on both the House and the Senate side, and, and we have people that wanted to sponsor it. And made Is it there a legislator you'd like to mention who was kind of spearheaded this? Um, I'm not, I, I will save that for later okay. if we can. Because, right. um, yeah, both having the sponsorship is super important. Um, but I will say that you still have to get through 
to get the governor not to veto it. The governor this that round had vetoed three billion dollars worth of legislation. Um, and I just thought, you know, maybe this was not going to make it through. So I, I didn't have my hopes up. But when we got it, we were very elated because now we can do something. We can physically do something and it'll it'll make a difference. It just, I know it's 100 acres and when we lost thousands. It's not this is not a fix it. What it is, is a jump start to get the natural colonization now where the water quality is back to start growing grass so that we get all the benefits we talked about, whether it's for manatee or the fish or shrimp, et cetera. And how do you actually go about doing this? What, what, what's involved in planting seagrass? You have to... Go around with a little shovel and a... Get scuba gear on? <laughs> and, yeah, Seedlings from a Home Depot? Because <laughs> it's fascinating that you're using actual oyster shells to try to get oysters to attach to the oyster shells. So how do you get seagrass to grow? Well, that's a great question because it's not easy to grow seagrass. Okay, I mean, if you want to do wetlands, that's hard enough to do. You got to get the water hydrology right, elevations right, right species, blah, blah, blah. And still, wetland restoration is a little tougher to do. But seagrass, for the last 33 years, there was a study done by USF, and they looked at 33 years of seagrass plantings. Now, almost all of those were for mitigation. In other words, somebody got a permit to or a marina in or something and, and unavoidable impacts occurred to seagrass. So they have to mitigate. So, so they, they plant it someplace else, right? right? Where it won't die. Yep. And the problem is if you don't know what you're doing, you look at a map and go, oh, there's seagrass here and there's seagrass here and there's none in the middle, we'll plant it there. But if you had looked at the maps over years, there's never been seagrass there. There's something in the sediments, something that for whatever reason, because seagrass is going to expand anywhere it can. And so they would plant it in that spot that looks like a bare spot and it wouldn't live. So there was a very low success rate because people weren't doing it without experience. Um, but if you get the right people to do it. So there's a couple firms in the state that are really good at this. And so we partnered with one of those and that's Aquatech. Um, eco consultants. They have a lot of years experience putting seagrass in. So, but okay, so they have experience. Where are you going to get the material, right? They have a license to harvest it. And there are a few places in the state where the state bottoms are not owned by the state. There's only a few of them. They're privately held. So we work on those type properties where we harvest grass. Then we take it to their nursery and grow it there. Hmm. And so then it grows in these tanks, and now it, of course, expands. And so then you can plant it where you need to. That was Tom Reese um, when we had him on the show talking about um, protecting um, seagrass in the Tampa Bay area. Um, And we are just so grateful to everyone who donated to our show. Um, We did actually... I think meet our goal. Didn't we, Sean? Sean's here. Your goal for this hour was $1,800 and you raised $2,215.25. So thank you so much to all of our great donors. Thanks to everyone who has contributed. If you still haven't gotten a chance to donate, you can contribute next hour to Alternative Radio or to Wavemakers or any show you like by calling 813-239-9663 or donating at WMNF.org. And let's go out now with our theme music. This is WMNF Tampa. As Tom said, up next is Alternative Radio. Um, Thank you to everyone 
for everything that you do to donate to the station. Actually, I'm, I've got another minute to talk, so we can keep going. Everybody who, do, everybody who donated today is a wave maker, as far as I'm concerned. I just wanted to mention this last thank you gift. If you pledge $250, you can get a two-volume book of historic nice. photos put together by Chip Wiener, one of our wave makers who has donated the book to WMNF. Please call now, 813-239-9663. We have exceeded our goal. I understand that. But WMNF, as a radio station, needs your help. 813-239-9663. This is WMNF Tampa. 813-239-9663. Sorry.